Good afternoon. I'm Daniel Guest, and welcome to the Imagine Golf Podcast, brought to you by Imagine Golf and PXG. You can go to our site, imaginegolf.com, see all of our offerings, including our free drills, our practice plans, our golf ebooks and videos, and a book a lesson with me at our state-of-the-art studio right outside of Philadelphia or virtually through our partner, golfliveapp.com. I got to tell you, the virtual lessons um, are really taking off, man. I'm starting to become a really big fan. And you can sign up for our free tips and videos that go out once a week, every week, by simply dropping us your email. So um, easy topic, right? Especially given the time of year. It's uh, the third week in December. Uh, it's starting to get cold. <laughs> I mean, really cold, like 20 degrees cold. Um, my son's coming in for the holidays. And I said to my wife recently, yeah, do you mind if I play golf on Friday? And she's like, no, not at all. It's going to be 19 degrees. I said, oh, <laughs> all right. How about Saturday? Oh, yeah, it's going to be 26. I'm like, uh, all right, well, guess we're playing indoors then, you know. So, uh, but uh, the topic today is simple, man. It's uh, and how you can guarantee yourself to play better in 2024 or in the next year, right? So, um, look, everybody wants to play better. You know, I, I've given 36,000-some lessons now, and no one no, no, had rolled up and say, hey, man, I just want to stay where I'm at, you know. I just, I want to be average, right? Or, you know, God forbid, I want to go, I want, I want to hit the ball a little less far, a little less straight, right? Everyone wants to get better, right? And it's, it's, it's how it is, right? I almost said it's the American way, but it's every way, right? Everybody wants to get better at golf, right? So, and I can't think of any one of my students, right? Over 4,400 of them now that says to themselves, Hey man, I, I'm not going to get any better in 2024. I'm not going to get any better next year. They they all say they're going to get better, right? And they all say the proverbial things that lead to not getting better, right? You know, the resolution kind of things. You know, um, so uh, what I thought is we go over like eight eight proven ways, right? Eight things that you can do. Eight's not a lot, right? And it's actually seven, but you know, there's an additional one in there. So. Um, you know, if you know anything about a magic golf, you know how much we like the number seven, right? So, um, seven or eight things that you can do this year that are not difficult by any stretch, right? That are going to absolutely guarantee that you play better golf. And by the way, you, you don't have to do all seven or eight of them, right? Um, it'd be great if you did, right? But, um, you know, do, do three of them, do five of them. All right. Or challenge yourself and start to try to do all eight of them and then look back three, six months into the year and see how many of you done. But I guarantee that, you know, that if you if you do these things, you're going to play better golf. Right. So let's talk about a couple of things that I hear all the time that I assure you are not going to help you play any better golf. Right. Yeah. And if you're like, you know, like myself and anyone else, you know, um, that listens to this podcast, you, you've heard these before. Right. Hey, here's the here's the famous one. I've said said all these at some point. I'm going to play more. <laughs> I, I famously talk about a, a discussion I had with my wife, I'm married 26 plus years, man, and I've been together 26 plus years. And, um, you know, we're members of this club and full golf members, and it's a beautiful club in the area. And, um, you know, I was up and coming in corporate America and, and uh, you know, I, I used the, the membership for, for, uh, for social reasons and business reasons as well. And, you know, just, I wasn't playing a whole lot. The club was costing us a lot of money. And, and and every year she would ask me, you know, like, hey, you know, what are we, uh, what are we doing with the club membership? You know, uh, oh, look, you know, I'm gonna play more golf. I'm gonna play more golf. And you know where this is going? I, I didn't play more golf, right? So, uh, but people say all the time that I'm gonna play more, and they equate playing more to getting better. 
And there is not a correlation. There is not a one on well, there is some correlation, but there's not a one on one correlation. So just by simply playing more, you are not going to uh, play better, right? By playing more and paying attention more and doing a few things differently and all that, then yeah, I think you will play better, right? But simply just playing more is not going to um, have you play any better, uh, I assure you, right? Um, buying new equipment, right? Uh, you know, oh, my drive stinks. You know, I can't drive the ball straight. I can't hit a ball far, so I'm going to buy a new driver, right? I got the the new uh, the new Costco driver just came out. It's uh, you know a fantastic price. It looks incredible. It really does. Um, and uh, you know what? I got a gift certificate uh, for Christmas. I'm going to buy it. I'm and I'm going to I'm going to play better with that driver. No, you're not. Right? No, you're not. Right? Um, if and and we did a whole podcast on this, but 90% of you guys guys and girls listening. Um, you need to be fitted for clubs. So, you know, just by going to uh, Golf Galaxy or Dick's Sporting Goods or your local golf store and picking up a driver uh, or, or even wedges, any, anything uh, is not going to uh, make you play better. It's just not going to happen. So uh, that's number two. Um, number three, I'm going to practice more. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to practice more this year. I didn't practice a whole lot last year. I played a lot, but I'm not going to. I didn't practice a whole lot. I'm going to practice a whole lot. Right. So. You know, Vince Lombardi famously said, "Practice does uh, practice doesn't make you better. Perfect practice does." Right? That's not his exact quote, but I'm paraphrasing. Right? So, um, it, it, just when you say it out loud, right? Just hitting more balls is not going to do anything. And I would argue that you know, if you're if you're a double digit handicapper and you got something going on in your game, just by hitting more balls, all you're doing is ingraining that 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 challenge even more. Right? You've got to fix that. You cannot just hit more balls and expect different results. Golf is not like that. I use the analogy of basketball all the time against this theory, if you would. You can shoot a 1,000 free throws, and I can guarantee you you'll be better at shooting free throws after you shoot a 1,000. You can hit 10,000 golf balls, and I can guarantee you're no better, right? Um, so, um, yeah, this playing more um, phenomenon is just, just not going to happen, right? Um, the next one, I'm going to get in better shape. I'm going to get in better golf shape. Right. And I have to laugh because I've said this to myself a million times. Right. Um, they sell more uh, memberships, gym memberships in uh, December and January than any other time. All the other months combined for that reason. Right. We're all we're always going to have that resolution where we're going to get in better shape. And rarely does it happen. And even rarer still is golf shape. Most people say golf shape. but They don't even know what golf shape is. And then on top of that, they don't even know what they really got to do. What does golf shape mean to them? If you think it's unilaterally, you got to be in, in tip-top shape, you're, you're out of your mind, right? I'm 58 years old. You're, there's nothing you're going to do to get me in the golf shape that I was in when I was in my 30s. It just isn't going to happen, right? And then on top of that, all the other challenges that people potentially have from a health standpoint, you, you know, what does golf shape look like? It, well, it's different for every individual. And wouldn't it make sense to practice on the thing that's going to have the most impact, right? So, um, you know, getting in better golf shape, just a simple, you know, dropping some weight. And all, I'm all for dropping weight. I'm all for getting in better, you know, air quotes, physical shape. But that doesn't equate. I've, I've coached thousands of people that are in phenomenal physical shape and are not in good golf shape. Right. So, you know, just by saying you're going to get in better golf shape, that's not going to happen. And then number five on the on the list of, uh, of how not to get any better and what people say all the time is, oh, I'm going to join a club. I'm either going to join a, a, a country club, a private club, or I'm going to join a, you know, a, a range, 
you know, with some VIP benefits. I'm going to enjoy uh, um, join an indoor facility that has uh, sims all every, every, everywhere or whatever, and and that's going to make me better. Um, and again, just when you just say it out loud, no, it's not. It's just not going to make it any better, right? So, and again, I, I would argue that if you don't, you know, uh, what is, I think it was Charles Barkley said, you know, a, a plan without, or a, uh, a dream without a plan is just that a dream, right? A dream without a plan is just that a dream, right? So what we're going to go over is eight things that you can do that are a plan, right, together to get better this year, right? And by the way, not, none of these are that hard, right? Um but they, they absolutely have been proven. We, we've been talking about them for 10 years now. Um, and other publications have talked about them numerous times, right? Um, we've updated it over the 10 years. You'll see why in, in a few minutes. But, I mean, it really is just um, some common sense, right? But it's common sense from a golf perspective, from a coaching perspective, that if, if I put this list out to 4,400 students, if half of them did it, the half that did it would be measurably better than the half that didn't do it, all right? So without any further ado, here are the top eight, right? Um, and, and you'll see really why it's the top seven by the time I get to the end, right? But the first one is learn what effective practice is, right? Just going to the driving range and we call it raking a ball and hitting a ball or hitting, you know, 100 drives or hitting 100 balls or whatever, or going through the bag. I always hear that, going through the bag um, with different clubs. That is not effective practice. It's good exercise, but it, it's not it's not effective. It's not going to have any, by effective, I mean, it's not going to have any material effect on how you get better because it's not going after any root causes. There's no plan behind that effective practice, right? So you've got to have an effective practice. Right. We like to have multiple types of practice where there's block practice, where there's, you know, uh, virtual practice, where there's, you know, pressure practice. Right. There's all kinds of different where there's just skills practice sessions, if you would. Right. We have a whole podcast on just what pra what practice should look like, what an effective practice should look like. But you've got to have a mindset and a plan towards your practice. If you're just showing up to the range you know, and, and hitting balls, or you, you have some idea or some mythology behind your practice because you saw it on YouTube, right, <laughs> or TikTok or whatever, um, it's not going to work, right? It's not going to work. And I'd, I would argue it's going to hurt you. So that's number one. Number two is incorporate some golf technology. That's new this year to the list. And I'll tell you why. Because um, it's a real thing, man, right? At 58, there's no one that is, I'm not tech adverse, but I, I wasn't raised during tech, the tech boom, if you would, right? There, there, no. And by the way, none of the golf instructors that that uh, helped me, and none of the golf coaches that helped me in my formative years, where I was actually learning a golf swing, for that matter, um, had any access to data. Pros didn't have any access to data, right? So, um, it's a real thing now, right? You could buy a launch monitor for a hundred dollars now. You could buy a, a sim in a box kind of thing for you know, about a thousand dollars. You could buy an entire sim you could put in your garage for less than a couple thousand dollars. Heck, my netting and stuff used to be a couple thousand dollars. Now you can buy the whole thing sim in a box for a couple thousand dollars. So, um, and that's just on the sim side, right? There's all kinds of sensors you can buy. There's trackers you can buy. Um, if you're not using uh, technology on the course, 
You know, I don't even know how you play, right? Because if you don't know the exact distances, that, that's not, you know, that's going to be a challenge. If you don't know the exact distance of your clubs, that's going to be a challenge. We did another whole podcast on just that as well. So um, incorporate some golf technology. Which golf technology is best for you? Well, I don't know because I don't know your swing. I don't know what's going on in your game. I don't know your budgets. I don't know your commitments. So there's a lot of things that go into deciding what golf technology um, you should start with. But a simple launch monitor makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, and you don't have to spend a lot of money, but a simple launch monitor where you can take it to the range and it gives you a couple points of data um, that you can uh, that correlate to your swing, right? Uh, and then you can start to understand that cause and effect relationship, right? Um, that's an easy one. Um, club sensors, that's another easy one, right? A couple, not even a couple hundred dollars, less than a hundred bucks. Show you exactly how far you hit every shot, when you hit every shot, where you hit every shot on a certain course, right? So, uh, but incorporate some golf technology. It's it's not it's not that the uh, the ten percenters anymore that that can afford it or whatever. It's everybody. And if you're not going to incorporate technology into your game, it's going to be harder for you to get better. For sure. All right. Number three, kind of on the on the backs of that um, is know what impact looks and feels like. In other words, know what your good shots look like and feel like. If you can't if you can't put a feel on something right, you cannot replicate it. Point paragraph. And we say that all the time in our lessons. Look, one of our goals as instructors are not only to communicate to show you what to do and communicate effectively right on how to do it. But it's to get you in a, in, a, in a spot where you can feel exactly what we're asking you to feel so that you can discern what good and bad is like, right? So we, all, we, we joke about it all the time with our students, especially the new ones that come in, right? Um, look, you know, the average person hits a great shot. They're excited. They're high five and everything. But they have no earthly idea, right, on how to replicate that, right? It went right up the middle. It felt fantastic. Heck, it didn't even feel like it hit the club for crying out loud. But if I put $10,000 down and has said, do it again, most of them would fail. And conversely, when they hit a bad shot, they're all bummed out. They're emotional, you know, whatever. Right. But they, again, they have no earthly idea on what caused the difference between the, the good shot three shots ago and this horrible shot that they just shanked right now. So if you don't have that cause and effect relationship, if you don't understand what impact looks like and feels like, then there's just no way you're going to be able to get better. You, every shot will be an adventure, right? Every round will be a challenge, right? Everything will be different on a, on a shot by shot, round by round basis, if you would. So you have to get an understanding of what impact looks like and feels like. A great way to do that is an impact bag. Again, I make a joke all the time, man. We spent 70 some thousand dollars on a simulator. Uh, it's state of the art and everything. And what do we have in that state of the art simulator? A $16 impact bag. <laughs> Right, <laughs> a, a, a cutting edge technology and a uh, you know a a, a a technology, if you would, from the uh, you know fifth century, the impact bag. Right. So um, what an impact bag does, though, right, is how you, as you strike it, you can see the club face exactly how it's supposed to look, and you also correspond that with a feel. Right. So um, that's an easy way. There are a bunch of different ways, right? Especially if you have some technology, right? Then you can. And when you hit a good shot, you can stop, pause, take, come back to the technology, take a look at what it looks like, right? Take if, if you videoed yourself or whatever, see how your body reacted, what positions were you in, and then obviously, you know, try to get a feel, a mental picture in your mind of what that feel looks like. But if you can't tell 
what a good shot and a bad shot, the difference between a good shot and a bad shot, then how in the world are you going any better? Uh, I can answer that for you. You're not. All right. Number four, I do think that you should work on your physical stamina, your physical strength, right? But in a golf specific format, okay, there are plenty of golf exercise plans out there um, and golf training aids out there that can help this. All right. Golf forever comes to mind. Um, phenomenal product, right? But there's plenty of them out there. But work on your golf physical strength and your stamina, right? Um, if you're if you're if you're gonna walk with your bag, right? Like a lot of uh, like these clubs in our area that you know it, it's um, it's frowned upon, if you would, if you even take a tripod or yeah, not a tripod, that's definitely frowned upon. <laughs> but you take a pull cart with you, right? Um, that's frowned upon. Everyone you know carries their bag, right? Well, if you're like me and I was at one of these fancy clubs for a while and I was carrying my bag, I noticed my scores um, would go up um, significantly around the 14th hole. Why? Because I got tired. I'm tired of lugging that bag around for uh, 14, 15 holes, right? So, and I probably wasn't, uh, not probably, I wasn't carrying it right. I had a four point harness and I would only use one point. I throw it over my shoulder like a traditional looper, if you would, right? So, um, so, yeah, so, you know, looking back, I should have, A, carried the bag properly, and B, I probably should have worked on some some more of my golf uh, stature or uh, stamina, if you would, right? So um, that's an easy way, right, to, uh, to get better. Number five, look, mental game. And, again, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. Um, Lord knows almost all everyone has been guilty of it at some point in time, but – if you're going to get angry, frustrated, pissed off, any any adjective you want to throw out there on the golf course, you are not going to play your best, right? Tiger Woods famously said, you got to be 100% on 100% of the time, right? So when, and by the way, he said a, a bunch of horrific shots in his day and uh, has come back, you know, the very next shot. Ian Poulter comes to mind. That guy is amazing when it comes to bad shots. Uh, you know, if you looked at him in, in the Ryder Cup and stuff like that, phenomenal competitor. But I don't think I've ever seen a professional golfer shank so many balls, literally right off the hosel, and then par a hole. Right? <laughs> or they come back and birdie the next hole or whatever. So, I mean, you talk about coming back and having mental strength, man. That guy is, is nails, right? Now on the live tour, right? So, um, but there, again, there's plenty of, of assets, if you would, on the mental game side. Plenty of different philosophies. Um, we're big fans of play box or excuse me, plan box, play box, right? Where you stand behind the, imagine two boxes. The one box is the box, like a T box where you're hitting. We call that the play box. The plan box is imagine one box behind that, um, where you plan everything. Imagine you had a caddy, right? And you're, and you're in that plan box and you're talking about what club you, you should select, where you're going to hit it, where you're aiming, you know, how hard am I, all, all the things that you normally grind over top of the ball, and keep your left arm straight, all those things. But you're doing that in the plan box. And you and once you cross out of that plan box into the play box, you are laser focused on only one thing, target, target, target. Again, if you just did that, if, if, if you listen to this whole podcast and you just did that, you're going to play better golf. I guarantee it, right? Guarantee it. H how do I know? Because I've seen hundreds of students do it. So plan box, play box. And again, we have a whole podcast on that. But but bigger than that, right, just try to keep your mental uh, facilities in check on the golf course and play every shot 100%. And, I, again, the a whole theme here is you're going to absolutely uh, play better. Number six is find the right combination of practice and play. 
right? That, that's not an easy thing to do, especially in the Northeast here. We only have a couple warm months out of the year. It's getting, thanks to global warming, it's getting better, right? Golf season's getting longer. Thank you very much. But um, and no, seriously, though, at, at the end of the day, I, I see a lot of people practice all winter long, practice like crazy in the spring, and then play all summer, and then wonder why their game starts to decline, right? Because um, they're just all they're doing is playing; they're not practicing anymore. So you you got to find that balance, right? That combination of practice and play. Okay, in my opinion, it's it should almost be a one on one correlation at a minimum, right? One one hour of practice with one round of golf, but um, others will tell you the the correlation to practice is four to one right even five to one depending if you're a pro it's probably you know way 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 more than that but you get the idea right you can't you can't want to play better golf and not want to practice and i would argue you can't want to get better at golf and not like to practice right if if golf practice is is a pain in your you know what you're not going to do it just human nature you're not going to do it so um and it's certainly not going to be effective Right, which was number one on the list, effective practice. So, but you got to find that correlation. Um, is it a challenge? Yeah, you betcha, man. Um, it's a challenge because life gets in the way. Right? I get it, man. I remember those days when young kids, man, and I, you know, at the end of the day, man, I was tired, just not from work, man, just from my kids. And then on top of that, work and then a social life. And oh, they, I'm trying to fit in a round of golf, you know, five, six hours. And oh, on top of that, I'm trying to practice at the driving range. You know, something's got to give, and it wasn't going to be my kids' schedules, right? It was a golf game, golf practice. So, look, I get it. But if you're going to commit to getting better in 2024, then you got to find that right combination of practice and play. And at a bare minimum, it's got to be a one-on-one correlation, right? Number seven, get fit for clubs, man. You know, get fit for clubs. I'm not saying you got to buy all brand-new clubs in 2024, all right? Um, I'm saying get fit for clubs, though. Right. If you just bought new irons last year and you didn't get fit for them. Right. Get fit for some woods this year. Right. Get fit for a driver this year. Get fit for a putter for crying out loud. Right. Ninety five percent of people that get fit for irons don't get fit for a putter. And just when you say that out loud, it doesn't make any sense. Get fit. Right. It'll change your game. I can't I, I can't remember a single person. In 45 years that I've said, hey, I recommend you get fit for clubs, that does so, and then the next set they buy is not a fitted set. I I don't know a single one of them. So it's addictive, right? Once you get a set of clubs that are tailored to you and you feel the difference and you play the difference and you see the difference firsthand, you are never going back, right? And it's not an expensive proposition anymore. Right. I, I'll give you that, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you know, to get fit for clubs cost you probably 50 percent or maybe even 100 percent more. Not not the case anymore with the technology, the way they have it, though, the 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 uh, the, um, the stores, the way they have it. Right. The uh, the retailers was the word I was, I was searching for. Right. We I mean, I'm on staff at PXG. We love PXG. So we love that experience. We think it's second to none. But we also work with Club Champion. Right. We're big fans of that. So. Um, but get fit for some piece of your game in 2024, right? And by the way, if you if you got fit for clubs five years ago and you still love them, right, make sure they're still correct. And what I mean by that is make sure the loft and lies are still correct. Most places you can take it back and, and, uh, and they'll do it for free. They'll check it for free. I can tell you that I just had a student who were really 
working on their their posture and, and just their overall approach to setup, if you would. Um, this person's like a probably a 13 handicap, 14 handicap, um, striking the ball better than ever. And um, now that they're in a different posture with these clubs that they've had for a while um, from club champions, so they had a great experience there. Um, I noticed that the toe was 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 really high in a lot of the shots, right? And kind of universally through the bag. That's that's not a good sign, right? So what we found out, what we realized is like, look, his posture was distinctly different when he got fitted. So we simply called up uh, club champion and uh, and told him, hey, you know, I've been taking a bunch of lessons. My game's totally different now. Um, he's five or six strokes better than what he was. Uh, and on his way to getting, you know, in the single digits. And uh, is there anything they could do? Could they adjust his clubs, take a look at his clubs? They said, absolutely. Came in, you know, had a little mini session with them, fitting session. They adjusted him and he picked him up two days later. And man, the guy's striking the ball like never before. So it, it and by the way, it didn't cost him anything. I don't think, it co- I think the only thing it cost him was a tip, right? And he didn't even, not even required. <laughs> so, um, but make sure your equipment is appropriate, right? Make sure simple things like all your grips are, all, they match. I know it doesn't sound like a big thing. It is. Make sure they all match, right? Make sure that you don't have old grips on your club. Make sure they're clean. You know, you know, you get the idea. But go for a fitting. You know, get some piece of your game fit, and uh, and you'll play better in in 2024, right? And uh, that was the original seven, right? That I came up with. And the last one is going to sound um, self indulging, if you would, but and it kind of is. <laughs> but it's um, take a lesson, all right? I I think even if you did all seven of these, right? If you do them a little bit off, though, or if you don't don't if you do them on your own, I should say, without the advice of a of a seasoned professional, that's someone that knows you, seen your game, knows how you're playing, you know, has helped you formulate a plan to get better. Um, it's going to be different, right? You're going to have less success. So if you juxtapose that against taking a lesson, right, getting to know the professional, get letting the professional get in know your your game, your tendencies, and what you're trying to accomplish, and they helped you formulate a plan. Then all the seven above, um, you'd be better at, right? You'd be more effective at um, with their input, if you would. So, so there it is, right? Um, the top seven, and then the uh, the eighth, if you would, which is take a lesson. Just recap real quick. Number one, learn what effective practice is. Number two, incorporate golf technology. Number three, know what impact looks and feels like. Number four, work on your physical strength and stamina. Number five, work on your mental game and actually practice your mental game. Number six, find the right combination of practice and playing. And number seven, get some piece of your game fitted in 2024, right? Um, Even if it has to be a a refit on your current clubs just to make sure they're still tight. And then the last one we threw in on top of all that is, uh, is eight. Look, if you do those, I guarantee you'll play better. Guarantee it. And if you just did a couple of them, I can guarantee you'll play better as well. Right. Pick one of them out and say to yourself, hey, if I did this, am I not going to get any better? I mean, again, we just say it out loud. There's no chance. If you just solely pick just one or two of them, you're absolutely going to get better. Try to do them all and you'll play the best golf that you ever did in uh, in 2024. So, hey, that's all I have today. Thanks uh, for listening to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hit the follow button wherever you get your podcast. Um, shoot us some comments. Uh, we start to get a bunch of comments. I appreciate that. Reviews. Um, by the way, we have over 2,000 plus five-star reviews now. That's more than anyone in a five-state area <laughs> for sure. Um, and in my area, it's more than everyone combined. 
uh, all of our competitors combined. Be sure to check out our site, Imagine Golf. Uh, you can follow us on all the social media platforms. I've been really hyping up YouTube lately. Um, it's a phenomenal platform, and uh, we neg neglected it for um, probably 10 years, and we're just starting. We revamped it, and we're starting to uh, really take off for us. Um, and as always, guys and girls, here's to getting you the game that you've always imagined.